You are listening to Radio Ramadan 365 Podcasts. Late Night Live. Hot topics discussed daily from 11pm onwards. Get involved by calling 0141-375-3434 or search Radio Ramadan 365. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. You're listening to Radio Ramadan 87.7 FM, we always forget to say that. You're listening to Late Night Live with myself, Zen, and my co-presenter, Abu Bakr. Abu Bakr, how are you? Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. I'm fine, Zen. How are you? Alhamdulillah, alhamdulillah. I'm doing very well. How was your Friday? How was your Juma? Juma today was good. Um, I went out and uh, did a wee bit of shopping today with my brother and got some supplies that were needed for the house. What about you? Yeah, yeah, okay, okay. So, what shopping did you get? Uh, just fruit and veg and the, the, you know, the, 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 usual, the stuff. usual stuff. Okay, yeah, I have to go normally a couple of times a week and do the shopping as well. But it's so strange today. I woke up and, you know, you're losing track of days and you wake up and then you just realise that it's Juma. And straight away I'm going online onto, you know, Sheikh Zohaib's mm-hmm. Uh, live stream live stream and listening to his words of advice and it's so strange because normally the Juma the Juma khutbah is being you know live streamed anyway and I'm normally there at Juma and it's just so strange to see <laughs> Sheikh and, and most mosques around the country are doing their their talk and there's no one Could really there's online. no one there to read with them and it's yeah. it's so strange but alhamdulillah like um, obviously we're playing our Zohar instead and it's so different and we're missing that dosage it's not the same as being in the mosque being there for the Juma Khutbah you know normally getting dressed and getting changed having a shower before you go and afterwards everyone gets to meet each other it's that time of the week where you get to meet all your friends and also just people in general at the masjid and I look forward to seeing them and we're not seeing them now so yeah, so yeah. One of, those ones. of course, of course. Well, you know, tonight's discussion is going to be great. It's going to be about the effects of, that coronavirus has had on education. Now, this is a show that's been spoken about for the last week. Uh, we've been exciting to discuss it because we're, we've got a great couple of guests on tonight. I've got Brother Faraz, who is a teacher from Birmingham. And we also have Brother Zane, who I met through charity work as well. He's a student that's been affected due to the coronavirus. And we'll hear more from him later on in the show, as well as Faraz. Now, tonight it is about education. And Abu Bakr, I'd love for you to start the show off for us and open up the topic. The global lockdown of education institutes is going to cause major and likely unequal interruption in students' learning. Disruptions in internal assessments and the cancellation of public assessments for qualifications or the replacement by an inferior alternative. The coronavirus pandemic has affected education systems and organisations across the world with closures of schools and universities. Up to 1.723 billion learners, uh, according to UNESCO, and tonight's show, we discuss the impact COVID has had on education. Right, so what Abu Bakr was trying to say there was UNESCO. <laughs> oh, yes, so, so, yeah, UNESCO have obviously released those figures. And it's amazing when we were researching for the show, I came across so many news articles, so many talking points about how education is being affected. And, and one of those news headlines was from The Guardian, and, and it states that education has been hit hardest as coronavirus batters the UK economy. Now, yesterday's show was all about the economy. We discussed the effect, you know, 
it was having on, on everyone and today we're talking about if basically the effect it's having on children and not also children, also teachers and that's why I asked Fraz Ali to join us tonight. Before we begin, let's invite our guests on to the show. Fraz Ali from Birmingham, are you there? Can you hear us? Assalamu alaikum Zen, uh, I can hear you, can you hear me? Yeah, Fraz Ali, I can hear you very well and you are now live with our listeners, not only in Glasgow but around the world. And Brother Zain, are you there? Assalamu alaikum, can you hear me? Waalaikum salam, Brother Zain, how are you? Alhamdulillah, I'm good, how are you? I'm good, I'm good. Now thank you very much for joining okay. us tonight. Obviously it's going no to be a, a great discussion today on Raja Ramadan where we're discussing the effects on education. Now, one thing I want to talk about first is that news headline that I was discussing. Now, like I said before, the UK economy has been affected vastly, but education is something that is so important. It's something that we all go through um, within the UK and also worldwide, all over the US and in different states. Now, the fallout from the coronavirus crisis is going to have an effect on the economy, of course, but education has been hit so hardly, and they're saying that it's up to 90% reduction in output because all the schools, colleges and universities are closed. That's having a massive impact on all children's learning. Education will be the, sector's hard, the sector hardest hit by the coronavirus crisis, according to OBR analysis, with the impact likely to be felt by universities and colleges. Hundreds of staff are on contracts that have already been dismissed by their employers, while international students from China and other countries are cancelling enrolments. That's something we're going to discuss later on, but first of all, let's go over to Faraz Ali. Salam and Faraz, how are you? And tell me more about what it's been like for you since lockdown started. Um, well, it's, it's been kind of surreal, really, and, and, and a little bit odd, I think, uh, not just for teachers, but for everyone across the country. Um, I think uh, the nature of the profession of, uh, uh, as teachers, it, it's it was kind of a nice to have a, a little break now and then. But um, it's been hard trying to get used to getting students to engage with with online learning and and trying to get feedback back to students and just trying to get students to engage with their learning. Because um, what I'm finding at the moment is many of my students are, um, are sort of finding it difficult to get online and understand what they're supposed to be doing, how to get it done. Um, I mean, although technology is at our fingertips and we're using it every day, I, I, I don't think children in particular, I mean, I work at a secondary school and, and many of the kids are very tech savvy, but a lot of them are finding it very, very difficult to keep on top of the work and understand what needs to be done. And um, I, th I don't think you can replace that face-to-face -face teacher input so it's 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 been a struggle to be honest um trying to get um work out of the students but we're doing the best that we can um with the, with the technology that we have and um, okay well look friends we're going to come on to that odd. we're going to come on to that later on but just you know that those figures are amazing that figure there that 1.3 billion learners around the world i mean what do you make of that um I've not heard that figure before, but um, that's, I mean, considering that we're in the middle of a pandemic and, and this is a global issue, what 1.3 billion students who are, who are missing out on an education, it's, it's, a, it's a, there's a vast amount of students who, who are just not getting the learning that they need. And um, we've, ha we've had this discussion at school over the, the few weeks prior to um, when the, the, the schools closed and we were anticipating that there was going to be an announcement regarding schools and closures. Mm -hmm. um, 
and we were really trying to drill into the students that uh, in, uh, a week or so before school shut down that um, you are going to have to engage and this is going to affect everyone and um, and if, if you don't engage with your learning online you will fall behind okay um, see see another thing and, and for it, us, it, sorry to, to interrupt there but yes. one, one thing that I wanted to touch upon is a lot of staff have been affected by it, teachers and also all, all other type of education um, people that are involved uh, in schools and universities. Do you know anyone yourself that's been affected? Um, affected in terms, well, I think because we've got we've had sort of a national lockdown and and of course we're, we're doing our best to try and provide the education to our, our students but i think we need to understand what we need to understand is that many of the teachers who would come into school their own kids would have been going to school and, yes. and many of their kids would have been looked after by, by child minds etc so i mean having to be at home with your own kids they would have um, extra burdens and, and having to juggle a lot whilst being at home a couple of my my, my friends who are teachers as well they uh, they've just said to me I, th- I was just speaking to a friend of mine mm-hmm. last night and he he said that he actually preferred to be in at he would prefer to be in at work right now because he's more busy at home having to deal with the kids and um and of course i mean, I mean we, we value our students education so highly but many of these teachers who have their own kids at home they're having to so- keep on top of their own children's education and trying to mm-hmm. make sure that they're getting the the islamic education on top of that whereas on you know on a day-to-day basis they would be sent off to uh, to, to the masjid to and masjid have other teachers looking after that well, after looking after that side of things so there's a lot of juggling to do for teachers and it, it's, it's pretty stressful for a lot of, a lot of teachers at the moment yeah and, and i totally understand and it's you know i've been catching up with yourself and other other people that I know that are that are teachers and they're telling me how how much things have changed and we'll get on to the whole technology side of things and how you've been doing that later on. Uh, Brother Zane, you're, you're joining us now as well. You are a student. Do you want to tell me more about your situation, Zane, and how it's it's affected you and your studies? First of all, actually tell us what it is you study in, in, in your university slash college. Uh, yeah, so I'm a year two college student uh, on a business course. And um, I normally, well, usually would attend college three days a week on a Monday, Tuesday and Wednesday. And on the Thursday and Friday, I'd be on a work placement. Okay. So um, with obviously this whole coronavirus situation, it's all the, all my work now has been online, is, is, is online. Okay. So I have to submit my work online, which I normally would do anyway. But my online classes are at the same time as my general classes at college. Okay. And But normally I would submit my work every two weeks. We get an assignment set every two weeks. Um, but now we get an assignment, well, not an assignment, a set of piece of work to do every single day because the teachers want to see how much, if we are actually listening and doing the work that we should be doing, if you understand. And, and how, are you, how are you finding that? Like, obviously you're saying you're getting a lot more work. How are you finding it? Um. Alhamdulillah, it's easy, but it's, it's still, it's a lot of work to think about. I mean, we wouldn't have done any of this. We wouldn't have gone into this much detail if this coronavirus wouldn't have happened. Yeah. So it's 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 a bit it's a bit, it's a bit difficult, yeah. Okay, now, Faraz Ali, I'm going to come over to you, right? And I want to discuss the effect it's had on learners. As Zane's saying there, it's, he's finding it easy, but obviously he's, he's getting a lot of workload. 
Coming on to things like grades, I, I know you're different in England, but it's going to be similar to what's happening here in Scotland. And we've actually got a, a university student who's going to be joining us uh, later on in the show, Brother Dowd. But just coming on to that, how are children's grades being determined? Can you enlighten us on that at all? Um, well, the, the Department for Education, which, which oversees education in England and, and Afqua that oversees exams, in England as well, they the, the guidance that they've issued is that we're going to be um, well. Teachers have been asked to use our own professional judgment and experience um, in order to um, allocate grades to students. So um, taking into account um, a range of things uh, such as any mock exams that students may have done, as well as what we've seen in the classroom. Um, so it's not necessarily just exam. Um, based assessments or what what we think they would have got if we had another couple months of um, teacher time in the classroom, etc. Um, but the guidance is for us to use our, our fair fair and objective judgment is, is what um, Afqal have said um, in order to determine the grade that we believe a student would have achieved if they did um, have a chance to sit their exams this year. Um, so I'm, I'm having to go through all my students' mock, mock exam results and all of the assessments from September up until now, um, having to put them, plot them onto sort of um, bar charts and, and line graphs and just to see what kind of progress they were making and how much extra progress they may have made um, um, had they sat their GCSEs in May. Okay. Um, I, I believe it's a similar situation in, in Scotland as yeah. well. Um I mean, uh, the the advice I think would have um, would have been the same um, for you guys. I don't think you guys do GCSEs, do you? You guys no, do we, national, something nationals, and we've got nationals. Well, it's changed since I was in school, and uh, you know, I'm going to introduce brother Dowd, who is also Abu Bakr's brother, who is a university student who's been through the new schooling system, and how is it affecting you, Dowd? Like, tell us more about what's happening with your grades and your education. Sam comes in. Um, so yeah, um, ever since lockdown, we've just uh, been doing all the work from home, just using our kind of online page and everything. Um, the workload's been pretty much the same, to be honest. But we just did have exams this week, but um, they were harder. But they're open book exams, so you're allowed to look at your notes and everything. But you do have to be careful, you know, because of um, plagiarism and so on. But um, yeah, it's it's been not too bad. Um, you kind of get to do it at the comfort of your, of your own home and everything, but um, I'm quite enjoying it, to be honest. Okay, okay. Well, I would be enjoying it too if I had to <laughs> do my exams and work from home. I mean, if I could have done that when I was in uni in school, and I'm sure Faraz in the same boat, we would have been happy <laughs> with that, would you think, Faraz? Um, yeah, I, th- I think so too. I think uh, when the students realised that they were going to uh, schools were going to be shut down, I think many of them jumped up in celebration. And, of but um, I think I, I think that what thing that students don't realise is just the, the amount that they get through in a day with a teacher by their side is 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 vastly yeah. different to what they would, would be able to get through by themselves. Um, so yeah, I mean, there's two sides to the, the coin, isn't it? But I guess uh, if I was a student, I would have been loving it. Having exactly. Time at school as well. Right now, coming on to another side of this is obviously so we've opened up by discussing about the grades and, and like you've said, you're going to judge your your students' overall work and 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 Dowd's been telling me the same thing, and Zane's telling us how he's been doing his work at home. You know, like you said, they're they're getting that time with the teacher normally in that environment and that you know, where they've got access to a teacher and stuff. Now, if they're needing stuff, like, like I'll bring you in on this, Dowd, if you're needing paperwork and needing some help, 
Have, is your lecturer there, your teacher there, or do you have to email in? How does it work? Yeah, so um, they've kind of said to us, you know, you can email us in, you know, pop us a wee message if you need any help with uh, any of the work at all. But um, just before exams, we did have uh, the option to video call a couple of our um, professors um, to see if we need any help with assignments or, you know, the upcoming exams, any questions with past papers and so on. So that was just last week we, you know, had a wee um, live, live video chat online. Um, just to see if you you required that extra help um, anything you were stuck on to be honest okay that's that's well that's good to know is that you're 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 getting that obviously effect but another side of it is you know and I'm going to come on to an article that I've been reading as well and I want to hear your thoughts on this both from Fraz and and Zane as well is that that whole interaction with teachers but also with your fellow students because you're going into university and I know in uni I had a couple of friends that I would look forward to going in and we're getting the work done together you know team-based projects but also just that social side of it are you missing that dude? Yeah definitely I'd say you know it's it's good to see all your, your uni friends um, you know kind of work together and stuff especially when you need help it's a, it's a wee bit different when you're messaging them and you know some of them are working to be honest a lot of them work in supermarkets so you can't get some at you know the, the time that you need of course and and brother zane you're, you're in the same boat here are you missing that interaction with your your lecturers and also your fellow students that you would normally meet on a day-to-day basis oh definitely definitely going inside going into college and seeing them is completely different than seeing them behind a screen isn't it yeah and and, and a question i've got for for both you guys here is have you noticed it's had an effect on, I mean, it's, I know you guys are a bit younger, but a, a big discussion point is the effect it's having on our children's mental health, on people that are not getting out and getting to see their, you know, their workmates or their co- in college. Have you heard anything or any of your friends seem to be struggling or have you noticed them calling you up a bit more, Zane? Oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, you get the odd FaceTime call now and again. Okay. Well, yeah, definitely. You'd say they connect with you differently during this this time it's a bit unusual to explain it's like when you're at college and stuff like that or university you can physically see them talk to them but when you're behind a screen or when you need something you can just quickly contact them call them or something like that if you understand yeah i understand yep and now you're not you're not having that option to do that and there was something no no there was something that i was reading up on al jazeera news and it's more the way that the author of the the post had written it. It was, it was not just the fact that school is where you go to learn education. It's also somewhere where you feel safe and you feel you know you're getting that chance to be with people that you know. And sometimes you know if people are coming from homes that are suffering domestic and, and uh, physical abuse, they're coming to school. They get to see their friends and they're having the interaction. And you know also we're coming on to things like they're having their meal a day which they're missing out on. A lot of children are in that situation where they're getting free school meals and they're, they're coming into school and they're getting that meal a day as well. And if they're getting their five of, five a day, that's great. But they're coming into school, getting that, that dosage of friends and also they're getting their, their meal a day. For us, have any of your students been impacted on that at all? I know you're in the higher education side of things, but you know normally children are coming in, they're meeting their friends, and like I said, a, a big thing, a big talking point is free school meals. Has, have, have you had any issues with that? Uh, yeah, I mean, I, th- I think people do tend to forget that s- schools, um, I mean, in their nature, they, it allows a, a sort of a release of their energy for, for a lot of kids. And I think you did touch upon the point of 
the home lives of many of, of my students in particular, and, mm-hmm. and I'm guessing a lot of, a lot of inner city schools across the country and and, and in Scotland as well. There, a lot of these kids do have very difficult home lives, and and school allows them, like like you said, mm-hmm. to be safe and secure, and and be have a little chat with their friends and be able to express themselves in in whatever subject they like. So we have a lot of students who sort of you know who who love drama or, or IT, and yeah. and they love coming into school, but that's sort of been taken away from them at the moment. Um, and uh, um, like I said, many of these, these these kids are coming from tough backgrounds, low income households, and and a lot of these children are getting. Um, in well, in receipt of free school meals, and um, at the moment, I think our, our school has been through about, I think about three or four different versions of of what they were planning on doing with free school meals. It started off with inviting parents to come into school to collect um, meals, but then there were issues with with logistics and transportation. But mm-hmm. um, I believe nationally, there there is a free school um, meal like a voucher scheme that that's um, been rolled out nationally, and and. I think it's like twenty or twenty-five pounds a week um, uh, uh-huh. voucher for families, and this gets it gets texted out to you basically or emailed to you, so it's all contactless, and it, it allows families to sort of go and spend this money in the supermarkets and be able to bring food home for for their kids when usually they would rely on schools okay. um, for this. No, that's that is you know that's great to hear. It's great to hear that they've got that option and they're receiving that support, which. You know, I didn't know about, and alhamdulillah, I've never, I wasn't ever one of those children that did need help with school meals. But it's it's amazing because you never really thought of that when you were younger, and now we are obviously talking mm. about that, and it's great to see that families are being helped out. Another thing you were talking about the stuff they're missing, and and that's another point I wanted to make. What about the things that children have missed? For example, PE is something that obviously they they would look forward to. I know IT and subjects like that. Are all the subjects, do you think, getting that same support? I know you teach English, so it's more written work and it can be all done on the computer, but what about the subjects? Mm-hmm. Can you touch on that at all? St- subjects like IT, drama, science, ha- science, yes, as, well. science as well, those those kind of hands-on type of subjects as well. You know, how are children, you know, are they missing out a lot on that? Well, um, I... I, I I mean, if I'm honest, I think many stu- students will be missing out on the physical aspect of things. Certainly, the PE, uh, many pa- practicals that you would do in design and technology or in science. I mean, many students are missing out on that, and and these are the kind of things that that many students love. Um, it's a lot of students who don't like writing, and uh, um, but they enjoy the hands-on side of things, and that's that's where they sort of they express themselves, and that's where you see. Um, the student's quality but I mean being stuck at home you can't do experiments in science or go out and you know play volleyball or, exactly. or football with, with your PE teacher so um, I mean unfortunately because of this school, kids are missing out on a lot that, that schools do provide I mean as well as I'm not to mention the, a lot of the extracurricular stuff that happens during lunchtime um, lunchtime clubs and yep. the after school clubs when you have like inter-house competitions or where the schools will play each other in a football match or, or a netball game etc um, a lot of kids look forward to these kind of things, you know, because they don't have the opportunities for this. The only the only chance they ever get to participate in, in in such activities is at school, and that's unfortunately been taken away from them. Uh, I understand, and it's it's something that I was thinking about as well. Like I know in school lunchtime and and also those kind of activities. PE is what we lived for. That's what used to be the the whole buzz yeah. of the day. If you had PE and a kickabout with your your friends and 
So, okay, moving on to the next thing I wanted to discuss was obviously university students. Now, doubts with us here, but the thing is, is the fees side of things, and I was reading up about over, they're, they're quoting various figures, but I've seen a figure there of six billion that was quoted in The Guardian that's going to be lost from from fees from just this academic year alone all across the UK and worldwide. Now, obviously, that's that kind of money is what the students normally pay for, and they normally have student loans and things and that going on. Now, none of us here have a background in finance, so I don't want to go too deep into that, but it's something to think about as well because that is having an impact on our universities and schools, and they are being affected with, with budgets as well now because everything's been, been turned upside down. Another thing I wanted to touch upon about that was obviously you've got different teachers that are working in the sector. For as you know, you've got a lot of placement teachers and so on. Uh, have they been affected at all, or are they continue to work the same way you are? Um, from what I understand, I, I think supply teachers are uh, going through a rough time at the moment because supply teachers, office, many of them are working on temporary contracts, and a lot of their work is daily. Um, so, for instance, on any particular day, if you have three members of staff who, who have called in sick, for example, an, an agency will get a call and, and the three supply teachers will turn up and get paid for, for the day. Um, now, all these supply teachers are not getting that work. So in terms of how, how they're losing out on finances, I would, I'm guessing they're, they're losing out on income daily, on a daily basis when otherwise they would be working in various schools. Um, so it's 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 tough for the supply teachers definitely we also have placement teachers from universities you know teachers who are training etc and um, a lot of teachers are in limbo as to how their teacher training year is going to go as well so I, I think the department of education are just just doing as much as they can and releasing updates as and when they can so it's just a, a matter of us just trying to stay patient really and as it is with, with workers across all sectors of course right i want to I, that's, thank you very much for clearing that up because that's something i didn't know too much about is how obviously temporary teachers just like many workers out there in the uh, in our uh, businesses and workplaces are on temporary contracts through through agencies and stuff i wanted to know how they're affected and and it's it's crazy because it's not just here in the uk it's all over the world and it's, it's something that i really wanted to to discuss now coming on to our next uh, discussion point if that's what we'd like to call it and it is more focused about learning at home i want to know from all aspects here from dowd fraz all the way to to brother zane how much has technology played a part in your education now from the classroom you've got written work and you've got your teachers there and you've got whiteboards and you've got your own computers there that you, you work on in, in, in university and, and in college. How big is technology now? So, Dowd, do you want to input on that? Tell me, how, how much has technology changed the way you're learning right now? Um, to be honest, um, technology plays a really big part. Uh, like, with myself, like, whenever I'm in uni, I'm always taking my laptop and, like, every day, I don't really use paper anymore. It's always, you know, typing up my notes on the computer. Um, even in in university, they're always using whiteboards, all sorts. Um, and now everything that we get, all our lecture slides, all our notes are available online as well. So yeah, technology does play a really big part and it's helping us. Um, just in case you missed anything, you can go home and you know have that second check of it all. And uh, brother Zane, you you're in the same boat. Obviously, you know technology. Would you have been able to continue your education without it? Um, I'd, I'd say no. So in my uh, college uh, place where I go to, uh, we use a we use the Google Classroom. So in the classroom, 
the teacher would project their screen onto the board, into the whiteboard, and we'd go through the notes specifically to that, because uh, each our syllabus is set out to different assignments to, to, be, to be completed. So the teacher would go through the different, different notes and we'd make our own personal notes as well. But now we, the, but after, after all of it, it is all submitted onto the classroom. So you will be able to see it as when you're at home or when you do this or that, but it's best to make notes. But now uh, what we're doing is we're on a call and they have to project their screen so we can see it on our screen. So it is, it is, it's similar, but it's just not the same as you physically being there and being able to ask questions and you be, if you understand where I'm coming from. Yeah, I understand. Now, Faraz, before I come over to you, one, one article I was reading today and it's, it's featured online as well is how colleges and universities as well as primary and secondary schools have made an enormous shift towards online and virtual courses. While the ability to do this is, is quite impressive, the effects on teaching and learning has been quite mixed. Now, one question I'd like to ask you, do you think, you know, the education sector and, and you as a teacher, do you think they were prepared for something like this? Did they have the technology and devices in place to, to cope with such an, an issue that we're going through? Um, I can't really speak on, on any other schools, but the school that I'm at, we, we were in the process of setting up the infrastructure for um, allowing students to get online and complete homework online, even before... Um, the pandemic um, reached our shores here um, and I think what what the the lockdown has allowed us to do has is be able to sort of develop the, our uh, site online as well as the online learning platforms that the students are using so I think we were in a pretty good position to be honest where our school was pretty good and they had already invested into online learning platforms which a lot of our students are engaging with at the moment um, so, I mean, on a weekly basis, I'm setting tasks for my students and I can see who has completed it and who hasn't completed it, who has had a look but hasn't completed it. Um, so there's all sorts of things that I can see online. And, and technology is, it. I mean, it, it's been, it's able to help us see just how much progress some of our students are making, as well as those students who are just not engaging with it at all. Um, okay. But we do have to bear in mind, like I said earlier, I mean, a lot of the students that I work with, I think it's over 80% um, of the students at our school don't speak English as a first language. Yep. And many of them are from low-income households. So okay. um, th that would mean so students who don't have internet at home or students who, you know, four or five brothers and sisters who might be sharing one PC at a home yep. with very slow internet connection. So it's very difficult and, and, and a lot of them are suffering and losing out as a result result of it despite the, the many advancements that we've made with technology it's it's amazing because i was reading an, another article there that 10 percent of students in their schools don't have access to devices or even the internet a lot of homes don't have yeah. broadband and internet connection and it's something that we just overlook alhamdulillah mm -hmm. we're all in a position here that we've got wi-fi we've got 4g we can get on the net so easily but there's so many households yeah. that don't have that and 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 they're being forgotten about. There's children out there that, like you said, I didn't even think of that myself. Five or six people are, are in their mm. households and they're all trying to access the internet at the same time. They've got classes at different times. And, and it's, it's, it's amazing to, to hear how people are trying to, to get around this. One other point I wanted to make was, you know, we're talking about the technology being used. It's amazing to see that the masjids as well, the mosques have actually stepped up their game and are using online education uh, as a means to reach their students. Now, the mosque that I help out with a lot, Al-Farouk in Glasgow, 
have now a system in place where their teachers are actually obviously doing what everyone is doing over Zoom and, and technology like that. They're listening to their students' uh, sabak and their Quran, and you know, they're, it's actually working out better for the students. So normally, they would be in a classroom where there's at least 10 to 15 children all around a teacher, and they normally only get a couple of minutes at a time. And we've all been through mosque and we know how it is. You only get that one or two minutes to recite to your teacher. And it's the same with Islamic studies. And now they're actually getting the chance to get 10 minutes with their teacher. So that hour that they would normally be there, each student's getting their five, six, maybe even 10 minutes with their teacher. So it's proven to be beneficial for the students. And that's an aspect that a lot of people wouldn't see. Zain, I wanted to bring you in. You're quite heavily involved with... Uh, a great mosque that I've had the chance to visit, um, and Al Hadaya Foundation. Uh, do you know if they're using a similar structure? Because I know that that mosque is very advanced um, in Keithley, and they're using different systems. So, do you know if if, if they're doing the same? Um, well, I I'm in this situation. I am a his student uh, right now, great. and we are using WhatsApp Messenger to uh, call our mosque teachers and to read our sabak to them and to we, we do get a lot more extra time with the teacher we get to proper speak to him and go through our mistakes it's, it's quite good along the lines it's really nice okay cool and are you finding it easy communicating with your teachers do you feel like you're missing out that interaction that you'd have at mosque or do you think that the the mosque has done enough to 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 get you involved and get your hafiz education um going at the moment no, yeah, I'd, I'd say they're doing a pretty good job. So what they do is, um, at a certain, so the normal mosque times are from five till seven o'clock and right on a Monday to Friday. And right now as well, it's the same time, five till seven, which is very convenient. No, that, that's good to hear because it's something that is, uh, that was on my mind before the lockdown was kicking in. And, and I remember the mosques that I was speaking to were saying that they were trying to find different ways to do it. Um, and uh, you know, get their students engaged. They were worried about how they would do this, but like Faraz is saying, they'd already been kind of planning this in the background. And Alhamdulillah, I just want to say a big thanks and well done to the mosques in Glasgow and around the UK that have implemented that software and are actually moving a step forward because now, post lockdown, they will have the the facilities to do that, and it's it's, it's great to. To, to have that on board now another thing I want to discuss there was about concentration right now you're, you're using technology right and normally in class you've got the teacher looking over you and you know you've got that you know thing that the teacher's going to see you if you're not concentrating how are you concentrating what are the tips tricks and I want to know how you're keeping up your concentration levels let's let's get Dowd on this one Dowd how are you concentrating um, so definitely, um, I'm one that I cannot study at home at all. Like whenever it comes to exams, I'm always going to the library to try and try and study because I can't concentrate at home. You know, there's too many distractions like the TV, the PlayStation, all sorts. Um, to be honest, I've just kind of like shut myself in a room um, from you know away from everything like the TV, the PlayStation, even you know try and not keep my phone on me um, to do try and study, get my work done. You know, get out of the way. Um, you know, look forward to getting it all done and knowing that I can enjoy it all later, to be honest. Okay. Um, pretty much, yeah. Okay, and, and Zane, yourself, how, how are you concentrating? Um, I'll, I'll be honest with you, it is hard. You've got, you've got so many distractions around when you have got a big family, so you've got family around everywhere, noises coming from everywhere. It is hard, so you just have to try to get yourself in a room and just carry on and try to, to get the work done. 
Okay. It's a complete different environment, so you, you, it's just it's just difficult. I'm going to pose it's this very unusual. to Faraz as well, right? And because Faraz and, and me and a lot of us boys, we're spending a lot of time on PlayStation and, and uh, you know, so we're, we're quite distracted <laughs> throughout the day. And Faraz is one of those people who I think is a victim of, of the online <laughs> gaming industry because... He he didn't he wasn't involved in any gaming at all. He never used to play PlayStation and it's me and you know, I know I'm gonna get all the abuse about it afterwards, but it's me that got you into it and was saying get a PlayStation, get a PlayStation. Fraz, how are you concentrating and balancing your work and and getting your, your assignments out for your students? Uh, yeah, well, I, I do want to point out to all the listeners that you have not been very helpful, Zen, to be honest, uh, <laughs> forcing me to buy a PlayStation, get hold of Call of Duty, um, <laughs> spending a lot of time on it with, at the moment with yourself. But, um, but yeah, well, I mean, we're just trying to do as, as best we can. I think the advice that I gave to, to students and I think the advice from the head teacher and, and the senior leadership team at our school was for students just to try and stick to a routine. Okay. Um, because... Um, I mean, when you you know you don't have school the next day, and it, and it's very very easy just to sleep till you know one two o'clock, and and many of many of our secondary school students will probably not not go to sleep till three four five a.m. in the morning, yeah. um, and then once you wake up from that, you'll just you'll just be very lethargic, and um, and that was the sort of message I was trying to get across to my students: just treat it like it was a school day. Wake up at nine a.m. Have a look at your timetable. What what lessons have you got? Work through it. Um, and get your work uh, out of the way, and then by by mm. two three p.m. The, the rest of the day is is for you. Um, but I think the the generic advice from the teachers to students was to sort of definitely to put aside some time and um, and not spend all your day in in your room, which is uh, I've found a lot of our students do. Just, they yeah. sort of sit in their room, they wake up, sit in their room, they they play their computer game, then they try and do their work in their room, and they're spending all day in their room, and you need to try and set up a dedicated space where as soon as you en- enter that space this is where i'm doing my work this is the set amount of time that, that i'm going to spend on doing it yeah. um i mean as well as that i think families have, have a, a very important part to play in it as well because we if uh, if we're just try- expecting our 13 and 14 year olds to all of a sudden grow up and become um, independent adults I don't, I don't think it's going to happen in, in a, such a short amount of time so i think parents and, and families may it, it might be useful for them to sort of come together and maybe decide so you know for three hours now all of us as a family we're going to sit down and do some work so you know yeah. parents might get on with, with with their work online if a lot of people are working from home and then the, the, the kids can sit in the room as well and get on with, with their work and there's nothing else going on at the time um so i would say a dedicated time and definitely sleeping patterns i think yeah i think one of the big things you said there was routine and that's something that me even though i'm out of education and I'm a 25-year-old, you know, man that's trying to run business and, and, and it's, it's routine is one of the most difficult things. And unless you've got that, as school children normally have 9 to 3 or, or something similar, and a lot of us that are in employment work from 9 to 5, 9 to 6, 9 to 7, that routine aspect is so, is, is difficult to get into. Once you're in it, it's easy, but it's, it's, it's implementing that. And now with everyone in lockdown and Ramadan being here, like you're saying, you're in Birmingham, a lot of your students are Muslim and a lot of the kids now are going through their, their exams and assignments online and they've got, they're fasting. They're also 
trying to balance both that and like you said you've got a big family and you don't have that workspace no not everyone has an office in their house or a big desk that they can throw their jotters onto and 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 use a laptop mm-hmm. now uh, i want to bring in actually another guest here on the phone that's joining us brother samar uh, samar are you there so samar is actually joining us samar are you there yeah like like okay, sam so okay. yeah alhamdulillah alhamdulillah how are you I'm good, I'm good. Okay, Samar, just speak closer to the to the phone. You're quite low there. But yeah, Brother Samar is joining us today and and uh, he's also one of our Late Night Live uh, volunteers who's helping us with our research and also joining in on shows where he can. And Samar wanted to get involved tonight. So at the moment, Samar, like I said, we're discussing education and we're talking about you know learning at home and how technology has played such a part and also the challenges that that our children are facing and not just children obviously university uh, students as well you wanted to add some input into this yeah just uh, basically uh, i think just learning in general right now is a bit different than it used to be uh, before obviously like, you know, just, like, even research on, on a topic if you're working on something uh, before you could maybe go and meet somebody and like speak about it uh, whether that being like a university kind of environment, go and meet your lecturers or whatever. Everything's just completely online now. So, yeah. like, uh, Zoom, I feel like it's, it's, it's a big thing. Before it wasn't, that I didn't really know about it. And then once this kind of started, it's just it's just uh, become a, one of your main tools in, in, in terms of keeping in touch with people. Yeah, that's, that's uh, exactly the, stuff like that as well. Yeah, that's exactly the point we were making is that it's 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 massive how it's it's had such an it's brought in so many aspects to it having an internet connection having the devices laptops computers it's like we just expected everyone to have those devices and those platforms and being able to do it and and companies like zoom and and applications like that have become so popular and it's amazing because technology that's been existed you know as it has existed for so many years is now being put to to such such a good use now the next point I wanted to come on to and uh, um, is definitely a big talking point and, and it's like uh, Dowd was mentioning earlier, a lot of the exams now are being done open book, right? And, and you know, for me, when, when I was told this, I was like, I was going crazy at Dowd. I was like, what? So you're not having to actually do your exams? And, you know, there's a news article I was reading about that as well and it's how, you know, that the schools and education uh, facilities, including universities are making sure that their students aren't cheating and what's being done and there's an interesting story coming from Australia so basically the the, the story goes on about how they're actually using the webcams on their students devices and they're monitoring the children to make sure that they're not cheating so they've actually got an invigilator watching the student while they're doing their exam and that's not here in the UK it's, it's in Australia but it's just it's amazing to read that and it's, it's in Australia where, they, where they're doing that so the students are taking their assessments online and they're also, you know, using their webcams to make sure that they're not cheating. And <laughs> they've got artificial intelligence that analyzes eye movement, body language and how they're using the keyboard. It's amazing. Dowd, what have you got to say about that? You're one of those students that are doing open book exams at the moment. Um, that's a bit crazy to be honest. Yep. That was uh, quite unexpected. Um, um, I don't know. I don't know. Um, here in Scotland, I'm kind of glad that it's open book. It's still quite hard. They have made the exams quite difficult, um, so it's not as easy as you'd think. But um, is it easy to cheat? 
you can't really cheat to be honest um, well, if you copy the, what you find online or in your notes mm-hmm. you'll get done for pages and so that okay. is kind of sort of cheating um, so you're not allowed to you know, copy your notes or anything online um, as you will get caught okay because it's something that really that intrigued me I wanted to like okay hold on a second how how is that possible I wasn't allowed any cheat sheets or any open book you know kind of platforms how does this come about kind of thing yeah exactly how did it come about and how has it been done well I've actually been you know looking into that as well and uh, no one else better to discuss this than Fraz Fraz is it easy for the children to cheat do you think in these exams and in their assignments even if they're open book um, well, as far as I know, universities are known to have open book exams, and um, I'm not sh- I'm not sure how you would be able to cheat in an open book exam. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, it's it's open book for a reason, but I, I think once you submit um, work in, the, you have these online um, applications that sort of test work for plagiarism, like like I would mention, just just to ensure that people are not just copying pasting off the mm-hmm. internet. Um, but as as far as the secondary school kids are concerned, I'm, I'm sure it's, I think it's the same in Scotland as well. Nationally, all exams have been cancelled, so GCSEs and A levels are no longer taking place now in May, um, and which is why we're we're being asked to to sort of input grades for our students um, based on what we uh, the evidence that we have available. So. Um, the cheating side of things, I'm, I'm, I'm not sure. I mean, I'm not sure about teachers watching you on webcams either. I think that would, uh, I think I'd be a, a little bit uneasy about watching the student yeah, on a web- webcam me too. complete yeah. an exam. <laughs> <laughs> well, it all stemmed from this article that I was reading, and it's actually in the Guardian, and it's about it's it's actually from the Imperial College in London because they put through medical students to take their final exams online for the first time ever there was 280 students taking part in that exam and and what it was was there was medical students uh, taking unsupervised exams from home for the first time and uh, they were all undergraduates and they had two online exams last week and it was the first time that's ever been done now coming on to the whole how they were stopping you know any sort of cheating and so on what what they're using is an approach where they're randomizing questions so that not every student will get the same question and that makes it harder for them to to kind of cheat in whatever assignments that they're doing and all the papers are being marked automatically online and they're actually looking into kind of different mental type of side effects and looking into that kind of stuff to see how it would affect them but it's something I wanted to touch upon because you know I I know a lot of my exams would not have been open book and now they are being able to and I know like you're saying it's open book for a reason but it sometimes make it a bit easier Samar have you got anything you'd like to add on that? Um, again, the open book exams. There's a lot, like you said, there's a reason they're open book. If you if you if you have the right notes, then I think you can you can fly through them. That's my experience when I was at uni. Well, I was like maybe three years ago now. Yep. Um, but if you have the right notes, you can get through it fairly easily. I always preferred open book exams for that reason. Yeah. Uh, and- it's, it's interesting, that's just obviously a point I wanted to, to touch upon. Now, coming on to, to the other side of it, obviously, you know, like I said, with technology comes the benefits, but also comes some disadvantages, which we discussed there. Um, the next part I want to come on to, and we, we do have a short advert break in the next seven or eight minutes, is about graduation. Now, when things calms down, when things do calm down, I know this time, June, July, August, all the way to November for winter graduations is a time where students are going to complete their exams in May, June time and then they've got their graduation to look forward to. Faraz, can you shed any light on that at all? Will students graduate normally? Do you know anything or can you touch on that at all? 
Um, I'm not sure. I, I, I work in a secondary school, so I'm not sure how what will be happening with um, university students' graduation. But I'm guessing it's it's all going to be um, incumbent on what the government say, and depending on what what Boris Johnson, I, I believe, on um, earlier this week, has mentioned that he's setting out a a plan to ease lockdown restrictions next week. Yeah. So uh, I guess we'll have to listen out for what he has to say, and uh, and. I mean, with regards to to large gatherings, etc. So um, I'm okay, guessing a lot right. of the, the university students on the line will be keeping an eager eye out for for Boris's comments next week okay. to see if they will have a graduation. On that point, right? Let, let's just pose this to everyone here, uh, including myself. I mean, brother Zane, if you were to let's just say you were in university and obviously you didn't get the chance to have a graduation, let's just say you got your certificate through the post <coughs> and you didn't have a graduation, which is something that many families look forward to and many students look forward to how would you feel Zane about that if that was the case um I'd, I'd want a graduation it's like a ceremony of success really you've you've, you've put in all that hard work and it's, it's nice to go up there and get congratulated for the hard work you've actually put in right okay because it's it's, it's more or less something that's happening in the football world as well where clubs are being given yeah. trophies and they're not the fans aren't getting that chance at the final game to, to celebrate and stuff now Abu Bakr wanted to make a point and it was about prom and stuff so. yeah I think so for us you mentioned that you're you're a high school teacher and um, the high schools just now I don't think that just now the period uh, the May period is for prom and you know the school graduation and I don't think this the sixth year or the sixth form they are getting that just now because it's obviously of course, it's, of it's course. time's going to pass it's going to be, be missed I'm, I'm going to be honest the reason I stayed on in section in school was because of prom and it was still one of the worst things <laughs> I ever went to it was one I of think, the worst I things think prom, I think prom should be the least of all the students worries right now exactly but it's it's that whole it's one the, of those things though yeah. you've done your, your, your seven years of primary school you've done six years of high school and it's that thing you're looking forward to you know everyone dresses up you know, and goes to yeah, that ball. It, it's more than um, Abu Bakr. It sounds like you had a, a great big party at your prom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, I wasn't even allowed to go to my prom. Was banned from going to my prom. So. <laughs> there you go. Sam wasn't even allowed to go. So no, it's it's. <laughs> It's one of those things like like I've seen graduation. It's something that parents are so proud of, and and it could be it could be like that that in two or three months you get your your certificate through the post and thank you very much for your you know your college or, or university in, in Europe. Think, and obviously, I think in terms of uh, school proms, I, I don't think school proms uh, will will be uh, of importance right now. But I think definitely universities will. I think they will find a way to make some sort of provision for graduation ceremonies to play. To take place because it is an accumulation of, of, of three or four years of hard work for many of you. Sorry, Sama. I said maybe hopefully they can maybe defer them to maybe like early next year or later on in the year once things do settle. Once things yeah, I think. Yeah, I, I, I remember when I remember when I graduated, I had the option to defer mine and, and choose between whether I wanted to have a summer or a winter one. So, I mean, I'm guessing the logistics and are already in place for things like that to happen. So, um, I wouldn't be too worried if I was a university student. I'm, I'm sure you will get a chance to attend the ceremony. At some right. point. Before we continue, Abu Bakr wanted to make a point about learning at home. You, you want to yeah, add? Yes, so I was just going to touch up on a point that was made before. You know. Um, so you know, kids are and students are learning at home, and um, and it's exam season just now for most people. And I know for myself and my siblings, and for some uh, for my friends as well, um, it's all about the environment um, mm-hmm. from where from where you study. I know I personally 
uh, and my siblings we like to study in the library okay. uh, for exams so you know being in that and um, being in the home environment you know everyone's stuck at home it's you know you feel claustrophobic you know you don't get things done so mm-hmm. maybe that is, could affect your results as well in that type of way because I know people like different environments you know going to uh, for example Costa or Starbucks to study or, yep. or in the library and so on so I was just kind of touching upon that Raz, do you have anything to say about and the environment of your pupils and and their learning? Um, the environment, as, as in their home environment and the work that they get into at home. Yeah. So, and so, do you think the the home environment just now is affecting kids? Because I know if I was at home studying, you know, I'd be eyeing my PlayStation up all day, or I'd yeah want to go outside. Yeah, I, 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 I think it would be, yeah, to be honest. I mean, like you just mentioned, on things like PlayStations, and uh, when I go into school on a daily basis, kids have got all sorts of gadgets. I, I, that even I don't, I don't even know what they are. All sorts of gadgets I've never seen before, and and this is in, these are things that they bring to school that are distracting them so i mean i'm sure that there's there's tons of distractions at home as well but um i mean like i said i think it's important for families to get involved and, uh, and sort of provide a safe space um a space without distractions for students to sit down and get on with some work because um we're not really too sure how long this is going to go on for um and i uh, i mean we keep um, telling our students um uh, in the upcoming two, two exams that, that the, the link between attendance um, and outcomes with examinations is, is clear for everyone to see. The more school you miss, the more learning that you miss, the lower your grades become. Um, now, obviously, this current pandemic is, is, is taken schooling out of our hands, so it is important for, for families to take um, um, take that into account that I mean just missing a day I was reading some research by the Department for Education earlier today that just missing one day of school can have an impact on your final grades at, at GCSE mm-hmm. um, so it is important to get that safe space and find somewhere without distractions without your PS4 or your, or your smartwatch or your PSP or, or whatever it is um, it, it's going to be very difficult like I said for a lot of our 12, 13, 14 year old kids um, because they're kids at the end of the day and, and it's yeah. up to us to try and sort of help provide that environment for them. Right, look, before we go to advert break, just to add to that point, and it's great, Abu Bakr, that you made that point when you did, because at that point I was just looking through on Instagram, I put up a, a questions kind of uh, post asking people what uh, what they've got to say about the effects on coronavirus education, and just that point that you were saying, Brother Salim messaged me to say that exams at home, it's even tougher now. I usually always study in the library, but trying to study at home with five other people living with you is not easy at all. Nevertheless, mm-hmm. I've just got to do it and I pray and, and do your best and pray to Allah. And it's amazing. And, and I've got another couple of responses there where people have said it's affected their whole study regime so much that it's, it's proving so difficult. And it's it's amazing because, it's like you said, people have that safe space. They have yeah. that place where they go to study and you're trying to balance things in the home. But now, we're just going to go for a quick advert break. And when we return, I want to focus more on, on teachers and, and, and know how they're coping with everything that's going on and also some final points before we close off the night. So prior, we were discussing everything from how children are getting their grades, how it's affecting mental health in children, and even things like technology and how it's having such a, a big effect on, on everyone. And I'm starting to get a lot of messages from people um, that are in my contacts and, and have been contributing. Now, uh, Brother Fraz, I want to get back to you. And, you know, it's a question that I really wanted to pose to our teacher and ask you, how are you coping with the pandemic, like, in general? 
how are you foc how how are you fo focusing as a teacher? Are you struggling? Are you, are you finding it okay? Yeah, I think Brother Fraz there is still offline at the moment. Uh, but yeah, just continuing. Hello? Yeah, Brother Fraz, are you there? Yeah, sorry, I seem to have cut off here. No, yeah. no problem. Um, I was I was saying I think the first week or so after um, the schools closed down, I think it was a relief more than anything that we get to have some time off um, okay. away from the kids who seem to just annoy you Monday to Friday every day. <laughs> um, but I think now three or four weeks later, I, I, I'm kind of missing the kids to be honest with you, and just going okay. back into school and having that banter with the children when you see them through the corridors and in the classrooms and, and having a bit of a laugh and a joke. So. Um, I mean, as well as that working from home, it's, it's never the same as, as having that, that sort of human interaction with, with the students. And uh, like, I mean, we've discussed all of the problems with the technology and, and the students not being able to have access to the internet and not understanding the work, not getting the work done. Yeah. Um, to be honest, I, th I think I'm ready to go back into school, to be honest, as, as mad as that sounds. Yeah, and, and, and it's something that I wanted to, to ask, and I've also received in a message here uh, from a teacher that's that's listening in and, and, and alhamdulillah thank you very much to all the listeners that are tuning in to Radio Ramadan I know we've got quite a wide a variety of people tuning in from not just Glasgow but all over the UK and internationally as well so I appreciate that and also if you want to keep up to tabs with what's going on at Radio Ramadan please do follow the Facebook page just search in Radio Ramadan 365 we've also got Snapchat, Instagram and so on uh, and one of the points that this teacher is, is making is that motivating the students is very difficult because the impact that a teacher has in class is so significant because you've got that authority that that figure there and and you don't have that now and, and are you noticing that for us because you're although you're mr ali to a lot of students when they, they they're in class with you you are that person that can put the foot down and get them to focus but they don't have that right now and and that's what this teacher's is, is messaged in to say yeah, I think um, I, I I don't want you to try and make out as if you know the teachers are these these big devils that go around poking students with sticks, making no, them do work not. either. You know, it's it's it, we're much nicer than that in the in the classroom. <laughs> um, but I think it's, it's uh, besides just putting our foot down. I think a lot of it is just providing encouragement to students. I mean, working in an inner city school that are sort of. Um, a lower achieving school, let's say. I think a lot of our students need that encouragement and a little bit of motivation. And if, if you're not going to get that from home or, or and you're not going to get the right amount of motivation over email, etc. Um, I mean, the best way to do it is in person and just telling students, I mean, face to face that you're doing a great job and you're getting there and look at how much progress you're making. It, it does wonders for, for students' morale and, um, and they're missing out on that at the moment. It's hard for kids to motivate themselves, and, and this is why we're there, and that, that's our job. Um, and so I would agree with, with um, the teacher that sent that interview. It's, it's very, very difficult trying to get students to do work and just to see how, how well they are doing. Um, mm -hmm. But like I said, I mean, every week I'm trying to send emails to all my classes and just to see how they're doing and send individual emails here and there just saying, you know, you're doing great, etc. But it's not the same as being in the classroom with them. Yeah. And then, see, another thing is obviously is, is managing the behavior because, you know, I know you're in class and, and, and students talk over each other. But one point that Brother Ka is making, and, and just so you guys know, Brother Ka is from from Dubai, and he's one of my very good friends that's, that's dropped me a message now, and he's tuning into the show from Dubai. Like I said before, it's, it's an international show, and uh, mashallah, I'm, I'm so happy to be able to say that. Alhamdulillah, we've got great listeners, and um, and he's making those points, and, and, and I know he's, he's based abroad, and he teaches there. But 
that's something that he's made a great point about is is how important it is for parents to have that influence on on the students and 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 like you said before Fraz the parents are now taking that position that authority uh, over the children to say look you better get your work done and you know helping mm -hmm. them as well they're having to act as as more or less tutors and teachers and and make those points and make sure that the children are getting the support and, and so on and and you feel that that's quite important for us obviously the parents taking a a, a stance um yeah i think so definitely i think um the vast majority of parents i mean all teachers will know the vast majority of parents are very very supportive and and they're they're more than willing to to chip in and, and sort of help in any way that they can to to sort of further uh, you know the education of, of their own kids but um now and then every now and then you you do sort of have some difficulties where families are just not able to give that time to their kids i mean we've spoken about this with a lot especially families who, who have you know maybe five or six kids in in the family who are living in very small houses it's very very difficult to tr provide that one-to-one -one support for every single uh, every single child um, i was reading a, a news article um that came out yesterday on the BBC, and um, a lot of um, parents have come on uh, are searching Google for answers to many questions that are being sent to their, to their <laughs> kids. So the, the kids are asking their, their parents, you know, I, I need some help with, with my work, etc. And parents have just forgotten what to do, and and there's a lot of Google work going on at the at the moment. Yeah. Um, but uh, I mean, I, I mean, kudos to parents. I mean, they're doing everything that they can, just just as the schools and the teachers are, and, and we're we're all just having to work together and do what we can, really. Yeah, and and another point is, is something that I mentioned on on the show. I think it was on on Saturday or Sunday where we discussed how much of an impact it's having to those with special needs. Now I know for as you volunteer a lot of your time, and, and and I know you're a big Liverpool fan, and and you've had some students that you've helped out along the way, but special needs students. I mean, how is it impacting them? Well, uh, it's it's going to be very very difficult, isn't it, for for students with special educational needs, and um, um, many of these students who are taught in much smaller groups than um, than the other children, and many of these students are taken out of the classrooms and work with in smaller groups or on a one to one basis with with dedicated teaching assistants and, and mm -hmm. staff that have sort of been trained to work with them, um, and they don't have that at the moment um it takes a lot of training and a, and, and, a, and a lot of hard work to to sort of get yourself to a level where you can understand children's and various needs and and to be able to work with that in order to help them progress in their education and if they don't have access to to these educational professionals it's going to be very very difficult for them at home yeah. um but i mean the school that i work in we, we have a great pastoral team who who sort of are making regular contact um with students and yep. they they will have sort of um details of all the students who are vulnerable and in need and they will be getting checked up on regularly um, um so i mean like i said i mean it's it's uncertain times for everyone and we're just having to do the best with what, whatever we can and just try and find a way to work around um, all the obstacles that are being thrown our way yeah it's something that was it was a point i was actually listening to another radio station and and it's actually a football show that i was listening to and one of the presenters made a point that they've got an autistic relative and that that one interaction that they had a week with their with their mentor or their person that would look, look after them that that being so strange for them being in an environment where they're not getting that now they're not getting that that extra curriculum activity or that visit from from someone that's that's close to them and and that's known them their whole life and also just you know little things like you know uh, for example that that uh, presenter was mentioning how 
they normally take out their their, their child to get a fish and chip. Uh, a fish uh, chippy uh, on a Friday and you know that fish supper is something that the child's looked forward to all week and it's just those kind of small things that that are missing now and that comes and it falls into education because it's it's part of their routine like you mentioned yeah exactly I mean you can understand how how difficult is it for you then just being stuck at home and not being able to go out and and sort of have a release of energy or go see your friends etc it's so I mean, it's, 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 it's difficult for us isn't it yeah even as us fully grown adults and now obviously we've graduated but and like we're talking about students but for ourselves it's been it's been really difficult because i know when i was in uni and and even in school it was a buzz you know getting out and going to see each other and you know just meeting up with your friend going to class and 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 that's it you just have a laugh joke you get the work done and our studies and even just for exams revising together and you've not got that now now you're probably in your house talking to the walls right <laughs> when you're when you're <laughs> when you're doing your studying and and it's 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 not the same it's not it's, it's the same with mosque like i was mentioning at the start of the show being there for tarawih being there for juma you can listen to it online as much as you want but it's not the same and and it's it's, it's one of those points that's that's really important i mean just coming over to to brother zane you know, Faraz was talking there about how, you know, supporting, you know, children, not just special needs, but just children in general. Brother Zane, do you feel like you've you've been getting a lot of support from during your, your time? Oh, so uh, with a lot of my tutors, they've been emailing and texting, saying, if you need anything, drop us an email, drop us a message. Okay. We have another platform that we use called Hangouts, and okay. we're in there like a class group. So they'll, they'll put a message on every day, like, oh, I hope everybody's fine everybody's okay if you need anything drop us an email so i say the support's there but it's different like it's it's, it's unusual because you're not talking to them you know together like you know physically there you can explain yourself you could you know facial expressions everything when you're when you're on typing it's it's a little bit different isn't it yeah it's it's totally different and i know you can send voice notes and have facetimes and stuff but it's it's not the same and it's, it's obviously something that's that's it's, it's just changed because I could never have imagined this when I was studying and when I was in, in, mm. in university and college we, we barely used apart from using our email and, and sending over files to each other and stuff like that we barely had anything that was kind of stored online and in university there are these online platforms where you can engage with teachers but also have access to your, your paperwork and your notes and your practice exams but now everything's being relied on that it's it's it's, it's really you're you're zen you seem to be talking an awful lot of, uh, about notes and and working from home what, what were you like as a student were you, you, i think you're making yourself sound like you're a very studious no I, man, I, uh, <laughs> I, I was one of those i was one of those students that would just doss around right and and i would actually whenever the exam came and i knew i had to study that's when i would study so throughout the year i'll go to all the lectures and the classes but that's about it but obviously Oh, I wonder if your dad's listening. <laughs> yeah, well, they, they probably know because they, they were the ones that were nagging at me the full time. But when it came to, to studying, it was me and, and especially in university, my good friend Adnan, who you know as well now, uh, Adnan, who plays PlayStation with us. He 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 was in university with me and what we would normally do is before an exam would come, we would sit down in the library and we would study through the past papers and learn as much questions as we could our degrees in in computing and cyber security so um a lot of our exams were hands-on so five uh, five out of ten of of our exams were hands-on exams and that's when you know abu Bakr made the point about science and you're in the lab and stuff where ours was very hands-on with computing and stuff so you know i don't know you're on call of duty all the time 
Yeah, exactly. So, so that's the thing. So, <laughs> not not having that, obviously. And we used to study together. So once we do our past papers, we would get you know together and and go in a, a classroom at uni and just sit and talk to each other in terms of asking each other questions. And that's how I would study for exams. And alhamdulillah, I got my degree that way of just putting in the effort. But I'm going to be honest: studying from home is not easy unless you've got a routine and you've got that concentration, which is what I asked you guys about earlier. It's, it's not easy because sometimes the library or that open space or that room where you can just get your head down and you're listening to, you know, a talk or, or you've got the football on in the background. You, you've not, you know, you're trying to do that now and it's hard because you're indoors throughout most of the day and, you know, you might be going for that one exercise a day. That's another thing I feel like we're missing because when you go to university and college, you're getting that bit of exercise. You're normally yeah. taking the bus in or you're driving in, but you're walking around campus. You, you may be going to the park at lunch and, and, and eating or going out to, to an eatery to go and get your, your lunch. That aspect's mm -hmm. missing. And, and I know for you, Faraz, you're a teacher. You know, normally the teachers get together in the, you know, the teacher's kind of hangout room where they have discussions about <laughs> what kids they don't like and stuff. But it's, called, it's, called a st it's called a staff room. Yeah, that's it, a staff room. I, I was missing that. And, <laughs> and, and that's another thing. Are you missing that interaction with your colleagues? Am I missing my colleagues, did you ask? Yeah, like that, that whole, you that know, interaction. The, the staff room environment. Oh, oh no, yeah, of course. I mean, I, I mean, it's just, it's just like it is with the students, you know what I mean? You, you get to have that banter with the students when you walk past them in the corridors or you see them on lunch duty out in the playground. It's just the exact same with the colleagues. I mean, um, my colleagues are fantastic at school and um, mm -hmm. we're always having a joke amongst ourselves at the expense of some of the students quite often. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, it, it's like anything in life, really. I think... Um, once you're there you're kind of like oh i don't really want to be here yeah. um but now that we've been off school for a couple of weeks like i said I'm, I'm i'm quite looking forward to going back and seeing all the familiar faces and, and all my colleagues and all the students as well it's it's difficult just being sat at home and, and trying to teach from home yeah it's, it's one of those things and it's uh like like you're saying you'd be happy to be back at work and and another thing is is so important and it's what our first show was all about appreciating the good things that people are doing doing during lockdown and it's it's also just given us that appreciation and i feel like it's also helped students maybe mature in a way that they probably didn't before because they're being they're being trusted by they're not not only the universities but their teachers and they're being 100 they're being trusted and you as a student are now having to log on at a certain time submit your exams at a certain time maybe it's a good thing that people are being put into that routine for us you know what i mean yeah, definitely. I mean, we're always, I'm always telling, so I think one of my favourite lines at school is, why don't you just grow up? <laughs> uh, and uh, we're finding now that there's a lot of the students are having to try and grow up and, and try and be more independent. Because, um, a lot of these, these, these kids are having, uh, they're the only ones in, that, in their house that will know what they need to do. A lot of their parents might not be able to help them yeah. um, with their work. Um, and so it, it is It is about trying to instill some resilience into these kids and not just having a look at some work and thinking, I can't do it, I'm just going to give up. Um, because it's not just about school, it's, it's we're talking about life as well. I mean, life's going to throw many tests at you where you will have to be resilient, where you will get knocked back down and unexpected things will happen to you. But you will have to stand up and, and just keep pushing forward. And I think a lot of these kids... Um, are going to learn learn that during this time, uh, throughout this period in, in particular, it's uh, very uncertain times, and it's, some, it's not something that we've we've been through before in schools. And a lot of the the kids in twenty, thirty, forty years time will be learning about this in their history lessons as well, and about how students had to cope. 
Yeah, no, of course, brother, brother Samar, you, you've joined us, and I want you, you to input as well here. Is there any points that you'd like to make as we reach the end of the show? Yeah, definitely. Um, just basically on the point that you, someone mentioned about um, studying, um, I feel even before this, I've done a few courses and stuff online since university, and going to the library and studying in that kind of environment is much where uh, I feel I'm more productive rather than sitting at home. There's so many distractions at home. Family is one. And then even just having like TV on or something in the background is just such a distraction. But going into that library kind of environment, is mm-hmm. uh, definitely definitely more you you can focus a lot more. Yeah, and and thanks for the making that point. It's, this is something that you know I knew would come up tonight where we talk about the different environments and how we're getting around studying and, and so on. Now, look, we are reaching the end of the show, and I just want to say jazakallah to all our listeners, but mainly to you guys for for joining us. For as I know you're you're busy, and I know it's Friday end of the week, and this is the day that you normally look forward to the most. But just for joining us tonight and giving me your points and also answering a lot of questions that I had and, and listeners had as well because people have been messaging in and throughout the day have been sending me messages. So thanks a lot for that, for us. You're, you're welcome. I just wanted to point out just, just before I go, I think there's some useful information that yeah. I, some listeners might, might want to know um, regards to exams in particular. Um, and we were talking about uh, uh, students being stressed down. A lot of parents would want to know what's going on with, with the exams. Yeah. Um, if at, if at any point we're in August when students do get the exam results and um, students and parents alike are not, not quite happy and they feel like um, they were justified a higher grade, there will be an appeals process in, in place. And okay. as well as that, every student is going to have a chance to sit the exam at some point in the autumn. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's very, very important that all, all year 11s in particular are not just sitting back and relaxing, thinking that's it, I'm done with school, because there might come a point in, in August, September, October, November, where they will have to sit GCSE exams again, um, especially if they're not happy with their grades. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just wanted to make make that point clear to to all parents, because a, a lot of these year 11s think that school's over and they, just can, and they can just go chilling for the summer, but that might not be the case yeah okay well look thrust thank you very much for joining us thank you very much for that final point as well and and guys if anyone has any advice i am not a teacher but if you do have any questions let me know and fraz is one of those friends that i can trust on at all times of the day all times of the year so if you have any questions or you need any support just let us know and you know i'm very easy to find online message the radio ramadan page and we have a lot of teachers that are not only involved in the radio station but are more than willing to to help out so guys please do get in touch if, if you are needing support and even if you're a student or someone that needs a bit of advice on how to to concentrate and and maybe some tips and tricks you know i'm not the best person to speak to but i can put you in the right direction so for us thank you very much for joining us and before you go let's just speak to to brother zane brother zane thank you very much i know you're busy with your your hafiz and and you know you're, you've got your studies as well if there's any final points you want to make before you go um, no, alhamdulillah, I think I've said what I've needed to be said. Thank you very much. And answering your questions, it's been a pleasure. Okay, and Samar, do you want to uh, finalise any final points and, and before we go? No, just uh, it was good to be part of a discussion. It's not really my uh, forte. I don't, I'm not a teacher or anything, so but it was good to be involved in a discussion like this. Very Alham- informative alhamdulillah. for our listeners and for myself as well. Perfect. Look, Jazakallah, and thank you very much for joining in. I'll let you guys go now. And the next uh, point before we close is, uh, actually, let's close the show and then I'll, I'll make the final point that I need to make. So, Abu Bakr, do you want to close off tonight's discussion about the effects on education?
At first it seemed exciting for children that schools were closing and that a long summer would be taking place. However, many children have fallen behind and exams are being taken in different ways. This is a time where everything has been turned upside down, where students had revised for months for upcoming exams to be told that they have been cancelled or changed to different formats. In tonight's show, we heard from both teachers and students on the impact coronavirus has had on their education. for closing off tonight's topic. Now, tomorrow we have a different type of show. It's going to be a fundraising show. So we are looking for support for a local charity called the Trussell Trust, which is a food bank uh, that desperately needs support in terms of food parcels and so on. So, so join us tomorrow night. I'll need all the help and support I can from the Glasgow community and everyone else in general. And finally, on Sunday, I have a great show that we're going to be doing. It's appreciating the key workers, NHS staff, all those that have been doing different aspects of, of working in from fuel stations all the way to, to doing deliveries and so on. So that's a show that I need to actually ask the public. If you are a doctor, a nurse, you, you're, you're one of those people that are, are involved and you're a key worker or, or affiliated with the NHS and are doing any work with them, please get in touch with me. Please drop a message to Radio Ramadan on Facebook, on all our various um, social media links, and let us know. I'd love to get you on the show on Sunday. It's going to be a great great chance to ask questions to those that have been working on the front line, and a great chance for us to appreciate the amazing work that they've been doing. And uh, I really can't wait for that show because I want to give that space to, to those people and people that are on my own social social media that have been doing such a grand job from delivering PPE to people to providing face masks to, to friends and relatives all the way to doctors working on the front line it's going to be a great show on Sunday but tomorrow we'll be back from 11 to half 12 but for now Assalamu Alaikum Warahmatullahi Wabarakatuh from me and Assalamu Alaikum Warahmatullahi from me Thank you very much for listening to Late Night Live uh, and we'll be back tomorrow inshallah Thank you for listening to Radio Ramadan 365 Podcasts. Make sure to visit our Radio Ramadan website at rr365.co.uk to access all of our podcasts. Stay tuned on our social channels for future content. 